Welcome to the Instinctive Influencers Podcast, a show where influence becomes one of your tools for success. Now, here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Ed Haley. Hi, I'm Brian. And Ed, well, Ed's not here today. Not because he didn't want to be. He sure did. Uh, Ed is quite busy right now, uh, working on other things, doing his, his actual job. Uh, I would definitely tell you that he will be back next week. Uh, and then we're going to get right back into things like we talked about. Uh, one of the things that you know we've brought up since we've come back, we talked about was, hey, we want to make sure we keep bringing these shows to you no matter what. So today, I'm going to bring in one a solo show. Uh, I was going to have somebody on. Uh, some things kind of got uh, mixed up, so we, we weren't going to be able to. He was quite busy with what he had to go going on, which I'm always respectful for things like that. Uh, I understand. Uh, but so... But I really wanted to bring a topic that I've been looking into and I've been thinking about. And I, I'm like, man, that's, you know, that's something to talk about. That's something we should, uh, you know, get into. Hopefully, Ed will kind of give us his side of it, you know, and he would tell us, hey, this is what I think. But um, before I get into it too far, though, I, I wanted to say that uh, at no point is this show uh, represent the United States, United States Army, any of these things. Uh, this show is completely the opinions of myself and Ed, uh, this is all our opinion. Uh, this in, in no way what we say or do uh, does it represent them. All right. Uh, however, I do always want to represent myself and my family to the utmost respect. And then those of you out there that are listening, you, I mean, you may have worked with me, you may know me, um, so you may understand exactly how I am about things. Uh, but with it, I've got my show here, and it's the six most common leadership challenges. And I will tell you, these leadership challenges, these are challenges that I've had uh, throughout the years. I mean, I, I, I could probably tell you some of these challenges. I remember, the, you know, being a, a young teenager trying to be a leader in whether it be football or playing basketball or, you know, just high school sports, uh, even that I had challenges with. And I didn't understand. And it's taken me a long time to look at these things. Now, some of these, some of these areas, I, I'll be able to give great examples of that I know um, have affected me and I've learned from. And that's the key thing, right? Uh, as you go through life and you do things, if you don't learn from it, uh, then was it really a lesson? You know, you got to learn from those mistakes or those, those failures you may have. It doesn't matter, right? Uh, but I'm going to go through them uh, one by one, all six, kind of talk a little bit about them. This show may be a little shorter than normal, but that's okay. You know, as long as you get something from it or you can share it with somebody. Uh, but before I go further, check out the website, www.instinctiveinfluencers.com. Uh, you can also check out Facebook page. So the Facebook page, 101 Influence, in your search bar uh, for Facebook. You type that in, and it'll take you to one of the pages. Ask some questions uh, if you want to join that that particular group. Uh, you know, it's you may want to add stuff to it. You may not. You may just want to be somebody who's just kind of like you know, a fly on the wall, listening and trying to soak in things. Uh, you can also check me and Ed out. Man, we're on we're on Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. That's a really good one too. We found a lot of good information on, and and we've learned things from. Uh, you just find us on all these, you know, and just, you know, if, if, Hey, if you got some ideas or something, which I'm going to mention this again later, if you got something, you're like, Hey, you know what? That'd be a great 
show to do boom, 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 shoot it to us. We don't mind. I mean, we're we're pretty open to a lot of the subjects uh, that we look at. Uh, we, we like to look at the whole array of, you know, what influence is and how does it, how do you become instinctive in that influence? You know, and if you didn't catch on and if you're, you're this far in, you know, this is episode 86. Influence is kind of like covert for leadership. And that's why I wanted to bring up the uh, common leadership challenges. So number one, let's start right off the bat. Number one being providing inspiration. Providing inspiration. As a leader, your team is looking to you to provide inspiration and motivation to complete their work. This can feel tough in a challenging work environment or if you're not feeling motivated yourself. To inspire others, help your colleagues to focus on the value their work creates. Share the vision for the team and make sure each of them can connect to how their piece of work makes a difference. Helping your team find purpose in their work is critical for employee engagement. In fact, 90% of employees said they would trade traditional rewards mechanisms such as extra pay, I don't know about that, sometimes, uh, for greater meaning within their work. So let's talk about, let's talk about even when you don't feel motivated. You know, there are times you go, I've gone into uh, my workplace and just grumpy as all get. Like I just had this aura over me. You, you know, picture that cloud, that dark cloud, the thunder and lightning and the rain is just coming down on me and only me. And it's almost like I don't see be, I, I wouldn't see beyond my own, I wouldn't say misery because I don't think it's really misery. My own basically uh, maybe depression form of it or just not feeling up to it for the day. And I've, I've seen in the past where that affects other people around me, um, you know, and just, or maybe because I have that, I'm grumpy and I, maybe I treat people uh, disrespect, you know, just don't talk to him in a manner that's uh, of respect. Now, I will tell you that through the years, and this, and it takes some years. It takes some years to start reading, you know, your own self and how you come off to someone else, and and realizing, hey, you know, just because I'm not feeling well or I'm not up to par does not mean anybody else one needs to know, or two needs to feel a repercussion from it. You know, and it's looking for those those small victories, those those small wins in the day. You know, uh, you, you may get to work and you're just like, oh, I gotta work again. But you know what? The good thing is you you got to work. You you got to where you needed to go. So there's your first win. Um I know there's a uh, there's a great book out there is written by the Admiral. And I want to say, uh, I want to say it's make your bed is what it's called. And one of the cool things he talks about, and he talks about this not only in the book, but also in a, a, a speech he gave. And he talks about like, Hey man, get up in the morning, make your bed. There's your first victory. You know, you've completed something. You checked it off the list. You had to get it done. You did it. And it was the very first thing and you, you feel accomplished. Does that seem like a small petty type thing for some people? Probably. I don't know. Uh, I will tell you that my way to get that early morning, and I always know when I don't do it, my way to get that like, hey, I'm feeling good about myself. I'm feeling I'm having a great day 
It's when I get a chance to go in my personal gym and just get to it, uh, hardcore, destroy myself. You know, uh, I'm not, I'm not somebody like goes in there to hurt myself, but I go in there to know that, Hey, this body, I got to make sure it keeps going. So I need to put it through these tests and I need to work physically through it, you know? And I know Ed's the same way. Ed's, Ed is massively into that. You know, he, uh, I, he and I, we've talked great lengths. You know, uh, if, if you could be a fly on the wall with Ed and I and, and our conversations that we've had, whether it be in person, over this video, before the show starts, after the show starts, uh, you would be surprised, you know? And sometimes that's a motivation itself. That's another way to get motivated to have a good day. Hey, I'm going to see that person that I really like to see each day, that person I like to be around. But what happens if there's that person that you just don't want to see, you, you want to avoid? Make it a point to say hello. Make it a point to say good morning. Make it a point to ask how they're doing, right? Sometimes some of the best ways to know that we're doing okay is asking how somebody else is doing. And if they kind of talk to you about it, you might be a trusted person. You might be a person that they respect. Now, not everybody. They may still respect you and not tell you things, but that's okay. Uh, you just got to you got to kind of think of it that way. You know, uh, inspiring others. It it can. It can be a test sometimes because you also have to know individuals and individual types. Not everybody is about certain types of rewards. Um, there is a, a few great books. Uh, Gary Chapman writes one. It's uh, it's the five love languages, right? But he also writes another one. It's the f uh, five appreciations in the workplace. And he goes through and he compares how the love languages for the marriage book is very much like the one for those that in the workplace and then different people like different things at the workplace uh you know whether it be a gift or or uh acts of kindness or words of praise or uh, personal touch you know things like that you know just be careful be careful about what you do you know you want to make sure that's not illegal immoral unethical uh from within your organization or whatever but it's not a bad thing you know to help motivate others by saying, hey, hey, thank you very much. I appreciate what you did there. Sooner or later, once you learn your individuals that you work with, you'll get it figured out. I guarantee it. All right. Uh, I'll tell you what. If you have any questions on that providing inspiration or just some of the ways uh, that maybe I have done it in the past, you're more than welcome to reach out and say, hey, listen, I'm having these issues. Uh, I'm seeing X, Y, and Z in some people, and I don't really know how to connect. Maybe I can offer you some. Or maybe I can just listen. And be like, hey, you know, uh, looks like you got this going on. Um, maybe you thought about this. You know, those are all different mechanisms. Uh, we go about helping each other. All right, so let's go to number two. Uh, number two, this one, this one, especially at the position I'm in now, uh, at the level I'm at now, it can be extremely, extremely important uh, to get involved in. Okay. And this one is basically called developing others, right? Developing others, you know, uh, personal development of, I mean, this show alone, this show alone is part of developing others. It's, it's that, Hey, this is what I learned here. Would you like to learn it? I mean, in a small sense, it's not how you do it. You know, you, you have to go about different ways in developing people. Uh, you, it may be, it may be something that you have to deal with one-on-one. -on -one. 
It may be something where you're doing it with a group of people, uh, larger groups of people. Uh, it could be a lecture type thing, but it's it's the idea of that you're helping others become better selves, uh, whether it be in their personal life, whether it be in their community, whether it be in their work life, their family life, you know, all these different things. It's helping them. But let's let me uh, get to what I have here on, on my little uh, script. What it talks about is a key part of your role as a leader is talent development. I can't agree with that enough. Like that, no, your key role as a leader is talent development within the people within your team. Your job is mainly ensuring, one, that they're performing at a certain level, and two, if they're not, or they are, that you can get them to another level, all right? All right. It's important to search out the potential in your team members and encourage their growth. You'll need to understand their hopes for the future and find ways to help challenge and stretch them. I got a buddy. He was, uh, I heard him in a conversation. He was talking about Chick-fil-A. All right. Um, he and another friend were in Chick-fil-A and they were sitting there and they were talking uh, and he basically they were in awe of how Chick-fil-A was operating compared to other uh, different types of fast food market area and how, you know, the place is always clean and people are always friendly and they always act a certain way. And well, he had no idea. So they asked the manager, hey, what is it you guys are doing that makes this place better than going to that place over there or that one over there? You know, and, and you could name an array of uh, different types of fast foods. I mean, I've had my experiences, good and bad, at different places. And this, you know, obviously, you know, you, you've probably dealt with the same thing. I try not to eat a lot of fast food. So if you're into that type of thing, great. Uh, but Chick-fil-A, that's one of my favorites. You know, I love, I love their uh, sandwiches. All right. And he asked, he says, hey, what is it that you're doing that gets these people so motivated to come here and to uh, work well, treat people kind, all this thing. Because it's not like, it's not like when they walk up to that table, right? And say, Hey to you, Hey, can I take your trash? And you say, Oh yeah, thank you. And they say that my pleasure. It's not, it's not like there's cameras in the place that's watching like, Oh, they didn't say my pleasure. No, they want to be there. They want to do well. And it's because of how they're treated by the managers and leaders within the Chick-fil-A organization. This is what the manager told my friend. He said, oh, I'm not about, I know this is not their career. This is not their final ending spot. What I'm about is how can I help them move forward? What are the, like, the scholarships I can help them get? What are the things that I can do as a leader in this organization? Though one, they feel like they're a part of something who cares about them. And two, that I can help them achieve those dreams and goals. I don't need them to stay here. I need them to go be productive people. Then they could come back and take in my job or, or to start their own franchise and, and make something great about it. That's that right there. That's developing others. That's looking out for people and their well-being. When you look out for people and their well-being, which is going to link up, it's going to link up to a something I'm going to talk about here in a little bit, but that's a great one. All right. Uh, let's, go, let's move on to this. Make sure you take the time to listen to your team. Listen to your team. Ed said it a thousand times. I've said it. Shut your mouth and listen. 
Two ears, one mouth, all right? Listen twice as much as you talk. Create formal and informal opportunities to talk about how they want to progress. See where see I'm going with? That's what Chick-fil-A was doing. In their career and support them to take those steps. So what, is it, what does that mean to you where you are in life? What does that mean to you um, in, in maybe in your community, right? You want, let's say there's a group of kids and they're acting amok in your neighborhood, right? And you want things to change. You don't want them to be the way they are. Well, what does it mean to just talk to them? See what they're doing. Um, what are their goals in life? I mean, are they going to, can you just walk up to it again and be like, hey, man, how you doing? What are your goals in life? No, you can't do that, right? Get to know them, you know? Maybe buy them a uh, you know a, a drink or something that well not nothing that's going to get you know you in trouble illegal immoral and ethical remember that however and just say hey hey you know I I was at the store and I've seen you guys around here a few times I just want to give you this you know something to drink and here's a snack if you like hey uh, you have a good day you know and you and you keep you stay friendly with people that way. And then maybe you get to know one of them or something and they start telling you uh, the goals that they have. You know, they want to be this great football player or basketball or baseball player or they want to, you know, be a scholar of sorts. So they want to work in, this, you know, Fortune 500. They want to become um, some of the most skilled plumbers, electricians, carpenters. Those are all important, extremely important jobs in our society. Well, maybe you can help them. Maybe you can help give them some suggestions uh, to help them on their way. There's lots of things you can do. So, you know, and and don't just do that to like for the people within your neighborhood or something or your community. Think about that at work. You know, if Joe Snuffy has been grinding his gears, sorting mail and doing this, do you think they really want to stay in that position for the rest of their life? Some people do. Some people, they don't mind that, you know, the just, Daily grind of doing the same thing over and over and over again. I want to say, uh, I'm not, I don't know uh, my extended family enough to be able to kind of elaborate on things, but I do know that a long, long time ago, I want to say it was my grandmother's father. Uh, he was, I want to say he used to sweep floors in the factory and he loved it. And you know what? Great for him. You know, if he showed up to work every day and he was happy, he's happy with his wages, he was happy with his life, there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Um, I don't say settle for things, but some people, it's okay. You know, it's not it's not like, oh, well, you're not trying to achieve something, so you're not good enough. No, man, you got you to gotta throw that out. Some people are just, that's just not their thing to do. Uh, and you're going to see the camera changing a little here and there. I'm trying something new uh, with the uh, with the GoPro, and I'm, I'm trying to, you know, kind of see where it takes us. All right. So let's look at this in a whole other perspective uh, when it comes to some of the leadership challenges. Uh, leadership challenges, they come in all sorts of fashion, all types. I will tell you uh, one of the biggest ones, and I dealt with this in the past, and I've dealt this uh, in multiple organizations because it always happens. It's change happens. Change is always going to happen. You're going to always have new software coming in. You're always going to have new equipment. You're always going to have a new format of performance evaluations. You're always going to have new people to the team or not. You know, it, there could be lots of things that change. So leading through change, that can be difficult. Leading through change, um, 
because sometimes you want to listen to the naysaying. All right. Let me read what it has to say here and, and then I'll elaborate more on that. All right. So here it is. Change can often feel scary or uncertain and leading a team through it is a significant challenge for today's leaders. How we work is changing like never before and employees will look to leadership for guidance and reassurance. It's important to validate the feelings of your team and help them to feel their fears are heard. Helping them to find the positives of the change can lower resistance towards it. See that, that, that last part? That was probably the most important part of the entire thing, right? Helping them to find the positive. All right, so you probably know what the positive is. You know, you've probably been briefed about it or talked or you've been taught about, hey, this is the change. This is why we're doing it. This is going to do this, this, and this. You may have been the first naysayer before they even were told it. You were probably maybe sitting there thinking, this ain't going to work. I know my people. One, they're not going to like it. So you already started the resistance to change. So that's where we got to back up. We, as the leaders, know that a lot of times change is going to happen. And it's not just going to like, ah, hey, whatever. It'll go away. Not always. There's things that are going to change and you're going to have to adjust to those things. So it's looking for those, those optimal uh, points or the, being optimistic in sense uh, to what can happen for the organization. How can it help someone? All right. And then once you can help yourself, you have to be a change agent. That's and not an agent of chaos. You know, I heard that of a buddy, I heard him say it one day and I thought, man, that's a great term, an agent. So you can either be a change agent or you can be an agent of chaos in a whole situation. You know, and I, I guess I will kind of give you my idea of what agent chaos is. Uh, maybe I'll talk to him one time, but about it, but an agent in chaos is like you love the misery and uh kind of just being a jerk about things and just, you know, not, you know, it just allowing things to be in disarray and it doesn't matter. All right. So let's look at it this way. Be a change agent. A change agent is one you're going to escort the change in. You're going to accept it as part of you. That's part of your change. You know, put some tweaks on it, put some uh, flair on it. If you have to. I don't know what you have to do to make it yours. Try to make it your change, you know, and, and try to own it more, right? Ownership. You know, Jocko talks about it all the time on his podcast. It's like, hey, ownership, extreme ownership. Well, that's the same thing. When a change happens, you've got to own it. All right. Uh, but how do you get how do you get employees to accept it? First, listen to what they have to say. You know? I mean, get you a whiteboard like I got right here on the wall. Get you a whiteboard out there. I don't know. You know. Ask them to you know, write down, why do you think this isn't going to work? What do you think about this? It's going gonna, it's gonna to make things horrible or X, Y, and Z, right? Why? What is it? You know, how about you list that stuff out and then you talk to them. It's like, well, what's so bad if this does happen? Or how can we keep this blah, 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 blah from happening? You know, maybe it's something like, oh, we didn't implement that. Then we're going to lose 5,000 jobs. Are we really? You know, maybe we'll be include, we'll be adding more jobs. We don't know. You know, that's, that's the things. So think about change is, you know, one of those things, it's going to happen no matter what. You're not going to be able to fight it always. Uh, you're always going to have those people that do not want to accept it. Resistance to change is 
the biggest the biggest problem with change. Uh, and is resistance change bad? No. And why? Because sometimes it opens up the doorways of, oh, I've got to come up with a solution to this, 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 and this uh, because these individuals saw it coming and I didn't know. That's a great way to know that, hey, change and understanding it by talking about it will help you. All right, here we go. Let's move into number four. Number four is handling different perspectives. I love this one. It, and it's and it's learning how to relate to others. As a leader, if you cannot relate to others, you may be disconnected completely. All right. So let me let me read what it has to say here. It's quite lengthy, so bear with me for a second. Workplace conflict can be extremely detrimental when handled poorly, causing stress to almost half of employees. About forty eight percent, they say here. There will be times. As a leader, when you have to manage disagreements between team members or between yourself and an employee, conflict can feel uncomfortable, but you need to solve it before it upsets the whole team. If the conflict is between two employees, try to facilitate them in solving the issue themselves by encouraging listening and compromise. There's that word again, listening, right? And compromise. If one of your employees disagrees with you, make sure you consider their point of view and don't be afraid to change, uh, change, change happens, right? Your approach, if theirs is better. That's being open-minded to what is being said, handling different perspectives, like knowing my way is not always the right way. Sometimes that's a big problem with leaders, right? That You think, no, my way is the only way. That's the only way we're going to get this done. We have to do it my way. Uh, You know, it's it's learning to kind of step back. Here's the problem, people. I need you to fix this. Here's some tools over here and resources you can use. How about you make it happen? Or what do you think we can do to blah, 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 blah? And it's allowing yourself to learn from them. you may, I mean, you may gain new knowledge on stuff that, and that falls into that developing others. You know, you're developing another person to become a better leader. There's a whole array of things. All right. All right. So give the diversity of employees within the workplace. It's unsurpassingly that friction arise from individuals, differing, differing experiences, ideas, and perspectives. The challenge for leaders is creating space for those ideas to be shared and ensure that conflicting ideas are channeled into a productive discussion that allows for growth and shared understanding. All right. Look at it this way. Looking at different perspectives is going to help you in ways you would never understand. And sometimes you will, sometimes you won't. And it's kind of like doing the things you need to do to become a better person. All right. All right. So let's, let's move on. Uh, you, if you have any uh, ideas about like with you know handling different circum different problems and different pers- and, and different perspectives, uh, shoot them to me. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I know what I kind of do. I like to use a compromise uh, avenue of approach, like to help 
you know, whether it's me compromising with somebody else or it's just two coworkers who are having a problem and getting them to compromise. Maybe it's maybe it's one of my leaders, one of my organization and one of their subordinates and they're just button heads. And because, hey, I'm the one in charge, um, you know, it's my you know, sometimes I, I like to see how we can compromise and we, and we talk our way through these things. And sometimes it's just you, sometimes you just have to say, hey, listen, let's let's cut the you know what? And let's just let's do the job. Okay. All right. So moving on. Dealing with imposter syndrome. This one, this one can get in your brain and just creep in there and you'll never get it out if you don't realize that, hey, listen, it's okay. It's common, especially for new leaders to lack confidence or feel like they don't deserve to be in a leadership position. There are a number of different types of imposter syndrome. You might question your own skills or judgment, which could lead to indecisiveness, or you might feel like you have it to tackle everything alone, which could prevent you asking for the help you need. To squash imposter syndrome, look for evidence of your capability in feedback from your line manager or even peers. You were given the role for a reason and continue to develop your own skills and areas you find most difficult. Hey, let me tell you, I go through this Every time I take over a new leadership position, even if it's the same job I was doing before in another place, I go through it every time. In my brain, usually about 24 hours before I take over or, or I, I enter the position, I tell myself, like, what are you doing? How are you going to do this? Like, do you even know what you're doing? I mean, do you, do you have the experience? Do you, this is all going on in my brain, right? And I've learned to combat over the years. It took me it took me a little while to learn to combat it. You know, before usually I can do it within an hour or two uh, to just kind of like kind of help myself resecure my mental awareness, my mental agility, and help me through and say, "Hey, psh, I got this." You know, I know what I'm doing. Uh, but back in the day, when I was a young young leader, um, I would I mean it would it wouldn't cripple me, but I would definitely be second guessing a lot of things, hoping, man, I hope I'm getting this right. I just don't know, you know, and it, you know, a week or two, but I've learned over the years how to deal with it and realize, and one of the great things is it's like, I'm human. That last person that had this job, they were human. The person that's going to have this job after me, they're human, right? Uh, I've known people that have done this job years after year after years and their capabilities, I've seen it. I can do it too, right? So it's telling yourself, hey, man, I can do this. You know, I don't usually seek uh, the feedback of others. I've never really done that. I I've, I may have, you know what, I'll take that back. I may have said to my wife, like, I think I'm up over my head on this one. I may I may str- be on the struggle bus for a while. And she usually, you know, no, you'll be fine. You've done it before. You can do it again. And, you know, that's, to me, that's great, right? Um, let me go over this last one. Uh, and then uh, we'll close out the show. Like I told you, this was not as long as what we normally do. Uh, but I just got kind of, I, I had these things on my brain and I've been reading this and it's just like, wow, you know, like how can I help others, you know, just doing the solo show because I don't get me wrong. I love doing the shows with that. I do. And I would love to continue to do these shows with that as long as I can. Um, and as long as he wants to, you know, because he actually helps make this show what it is. Uh, great guy unbelievably smart and he has lots of life experiences that I don't have. Uh, 
when he wasn't in the service, you know, when he was doing his civilian gigs. And some of those things really helped me. You know, I can bounce things off Ed at any time. Uh, and it helps me become a better person. And I think that's that kind of speaks to a lot of what we've seen here. All right, so let's go to the last one. Number six, managing a team. When you become a leader, you're either new to the team or you've been promoted from within it. Both of these things can be tricky. You'll have to build trust with new colleagues or manage a new dynamic with old ones. That can be tough. In collaboration with your new team, take the time to set expectations with each other. Agree on how you're going to work together and how you prefer to communicate. If you've been promoted above your peers, don't just ignore that. Talk to them about that, how that feels, and work through any frustration they might have. You know, that can be one of the most difficult things is you know, taking over and you were just, you know, one of the one of the employees, one of the people within. And now all of a sudden you're the one who's in charge and you're supposed to be telling them what to do. But don't don't accept it as telling them what to do. All right. Be a leader, not a manager. All right. Uh lead lead people through by asking them, hey, what do you think is the right way? Because it's not like they're they're not changing jobs. They're doing the same job as they did before. Maybe their opinion, which you've heard as their friend, you may have heard them say, hey, I think we, you know, I can't believe such and such has us do it this way. We could have done it this way and this way and this way. You've heard that. Well, use that. Talk to them. Find their opinion. Help them kind of guide with the way the team goes. Uh, <clears throat> ownership is one of those things where if if you help them own the team, the organization, you can help them increase the productivity, uh, the happiness within the organization, and their feeling of ownership of all the projects and whatnot. And no one, I probably said a thousand times on there, no one wants to see their piece of the project die or their part of it to just kind of fade away and not be in to be worthless. Everybody wants to see that improvement. So, you know, it's okay to talk to them about that. It Those individuals that start into a position and they say, all right, it's just my way or the highway. Not good. Uh, and the communication one, that one, it just said how you prefer to communicate. So talk to them, you know, uh, maybe it's, maybe they prefer to be talked to through emails or a mass text or, you know, just certain things. Look at those, uh, those different methods and then figure out, hey, what's your prime way to communicate? Because you may not be able to do it the way everybody wants. And you may have to just kind of say, hey, this is the way I'm able to communicate the best. Please let me know if this is not working for you, but let's continue on this pathway, blah, 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 you know, all the way and see how it turns out, right? Um, I would definitely tell you there are some there are some great things to take from this and to learn from this. And, you know, some of the tips to, you know, how to overcome some of these challenges could be, you know, look after yourself, right? Uh, it you can work yourself to the bone and and just run yourself ragged trying to be the best leader you can possibly be. But if you don't take care of who you are, at the end of the day, what's going to be left of you? You got to be careful, right? Uh, get clear on that role. What is the role you're fulfilling? Knowing what that role is will help you define the area, your parameters, and also not just yours, but also the employees you're working with. If you become the leader, know your role in that. And do your job. 
right? That's uh, in New England Patriots. I mean, that's my, I'm a fan of New England Patriots. Some of you probably aren't. Most of you will probably aren't. Um, I always say they hate us because they ain't us, but Hey, know your role, do your job. That's the easiest way to go about it. Right. Uh, be authentic, authentic, right? Don't be one of those people who's so fake in front of people and then so backstab. I mean, come on, really? If you're going to be that way, then just go find another job. Go, go, go work somewhere where, where people don't care about that stuff. Okay. You just got to keep doing this. So here we go. And let's see here. Find support. That's the last one I would tell you. Find support. Find somebody who's going to help you through it because you're not going to do everything on your own. You know, it's okay to rely upon others and, you know, kind of help them through it. All right. With that, that's, that, that's, you know, looking at different challenges and maybe some solutions to those challenges. I guarantee you, you have solutions to the same challenges, right? You probably have, you know, X, Y, Z. This is how I deal with this every time. This is how I do this every time. That's where, that's where the Facebook page comes in to help. That's where you can log in to Facebook 101 Influence and you can help others through these different types of challenges. Maybe you have some type of experience that you've dealt with and it can help others, all right? So use that. Use that to your advantage. And maybe someday down the road, that same person you helped will help you out, all right? So 101 Influence on Facebook. Hey, check us out on Instagram. Um, usually Instagram, you just see the picture of what the show might be, different things like that. We're going to try to do a little bit more, try to help that out. Uh, Twitter, usually that's where you can find the show uh, and share with others also, along with Instagram. And then LinkedIn is another great one because that is a resourcing tool to kind of help know different people out there. Um, I would also tell you, if you are watching this show today on YouTube, that we would greatly appreciate a little thumbs up. Just click that thumbs up real quick. Uh, and then maybe subscribe. And if you that's if you want to know, hey, when's the next one coming out, subscribe and you'll get alerted on that. All right. Uh, leave us some comments below. There was a challenge that Ed threw out there last week it was, hey, let's get some, let's get like, I want to see at least 20 comments. I just keep it going. And if you have something to say about this particular show and this content that I, I discussed on here, if you have something to say about it, Put it in the comments, and that's fine. Maybe it's something that you know others can use to help them uh, to overcome some of this stuff. But I just wanted to say, hey, thank you so very much for watching. I appreciate it. I really miss having Ed around. Uh, you know, he's he's definitely a high point in the show. Likes to bring a smile to my face each day, and uh, I enjoy that uh, when he's on here. Uh, and I can't wait to see what we talk about next week. It's probably something great. Uh, I can't wait to hear about his uh, escapades in the country he's in. It's going to be fun. Uh, but other than that, check us out. Check out the website, instinctiveinfluencers.com. Check out Facebook, Instagram, uh, all those different things. Just, you know, have a good day overall. But with that, I am Brian. And this has been the Instinctive Influencers Podcast. We thank you so very much for listening. You have a great day. Get through those challenges. I know you will. And uh, be a legend. <laughs>